0: Welcome to episode four. This is Chris Chickenelli, and we are talking everything high intensity tactics for growth. That's right. Hit the other day. I had the awesome opportunity to interview Andrea Owens. She's the author of how to stop feeling like shit. I kind of like that title, right? She's also that life coach that uh, also is on the same page with a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs that are out there. And she's talking about how she wants you to live your best life. Let's talk to Andrea and see how she's talking about not how to feel like shit. So tell me a little bit about, you know, give me a little bit of your background if you don't mm-hmm. mind, and how um, how are you know like kind of you started your business the mm-hmm. things like that that you're doing.
1: Well, it's sort of a funny, not funny story. Yeah. And I found out about life coaching in the early 2000s. And I thought to myself, this is an interesting profession. You mm-hmm. mean, because I thought about being a therapist and I just, it didn't feel right. But I thought if I could help people live their best life and get them from where they are now to where they truly, truly want to go and help them with their excuses and all of that mm-hmm. fun stuff, sign me up. But I, and it's funny at my husband at the time, it was my first husband, I said out loud to him, but I think in order to be a really great life coach, it would be helpful if you had some good life experience. And at the time I was only like 26. So be careful what you ask for. So a few years later, we had been married for a couple of years and we're talking about trying to conceive our first child. And he had an affair with our neighbor that lived across the street and got her pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And we got divorced. We had been together for 13 years at that point. So it was devastating. Mm -hmm. I lost my entire family. um, And it it was horrible. And it wasn't like, I'm so sorry, Andrea, can we work this out? I made a mistake, which I might have said okay. It was, I'm in love with this other woman. I'm divorcing you. Bye. And so I did what I probably should not have done is I started dating immediately and mm-hmm. I met someone whom I thought was Mr. Right and turns out he was addicted to opiates and I did not know and had lied about being sick with cancer to cover up his drug addiction. So I essentially got conned
0: Oh. No. emotionally,
1: financially. He just pretty much took me for everything I had and... I found myself lying on my bedroom floor. I feel like so many stories start with that. Like, there I was lying in the fetal position. Yeah. Sometimes (laughs) in the bathroom. Mine was in my bedroom. And I was also pregnant by this man. And he just totally left me, which was the biggest blessing ever. And I found myself, you know, I had quit my job because we were going to move away together. I had gotten out the lease of my apartment that I loved and I didn't know what to do. And I was like, well, here's my life experience. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it was the first time that I really took responsibility for my own life. And with that, I mean, I had blamed everyone else for my problems and my drama. I had put all of my happiness eggs in someone else's basket. And I finally was like, okay, how can I change my own life? Mm-hmm. How can I, where do I have control of my destiny, of my choices, of my behavior? Mm-hmm. And I ran with it. So I sort of went on the fast track mm-hmm. to personal development. And that was in 2007 that I had yeah. that, you know, fetal position on the floor. So, and yeah, and here I am.
0: So then you're like, Hey, listen, my life was crazy. So let me, yeah. I know, look, when people say, you know, you don't know, you probably know.
1: A lot of people, that's their first impression. Like, who is this white girl <laughs>
0: with, her, with her
1: no problems? And granted, yes, of course, I have a lot of privilege and all of those things. But I have been... I was so brokenhearted. Yeah. I thought that, like, how am I going to... I remember thinking to myself, can someone die from a broken heart? Yeah. That's how brokenhearted I was. And yes, you can change your life and it really starts with taking responsibility for it
0: okay let's talk about responsibility Mm because i know that you know as a life coach today that is a big you know it's it's a big word people when you say responsibility i think people want to pick and choose their responsibilities or what they yeah i'll take responsibility for that but i'm not going to take responsibility for that how do you work through when you're when you're coaching and you're and you're talking to your your clients Mm -hmm. how is it that you're getting them to actually take responsibility in all aspects of their life good or bad
1: I'm big on pointing out what people's choices are. So it's like if somebody's faced with a difficult situation, I might – and they – they having resistance. And I tell them, okay, we'll ask them what's the alternative. Yeah. If you don't go after this, how might things end up? And just really pointing out the reality of yeah. it. And instead of playing that, well, what if, you know, this happens and that happens, like there's always a chance that things won't work out. Yeah. And trust me, like I've gone after things and they flopped and failed. And really it's also about what I teach people too. And this is what I'm going to talk about today is resilience Yeah. because you need to get to a point where you trust yourself enough that you're going to be okay if shit hits the fan mm-hmm. and that you, it will actually turn out to be, you'll be a better person for it. And I know sometimes when they hear that, You want to punch somebody in the face. Like when you're in the weeds, it's not always like a spiritual moment.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I get
1: that. Timing is everything. But truly, I feel like I went off on a little bit of a tangent here. I like to just kind of point out the obvious to people because we get so up in our heads of the what ifs and the resistance of it. I just point out the obvious and we go from there.
0: So when, when you say, you know, kind of trust yourself, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think that too many, and I work with a lot of female entrepreneurs, yeah. and I would say that it's so different with female and males, uh, the level of trust that they give to themselves or that allow the permission that they allow themselves. Um, how, how, when you're working with your clients, how do you get them to trust themselves? And especially somebody that has not trusted themselves. Because of the something or someone yeah. and what they said to them?
1: Yeah, that's such a great question. And I want to add to what you just said. We live in a culture. Where as women we are brought up to be feel the messaging we get is that we're not good enough yep and you know we're not smart enough, not something enough. And so that conditioning is challenging. yeah and so it's not that I have some kind of magic wand where I can change someone's core belief system that they have about themselves. They might carry that belief system. but what I point out to people is that it's not about becoming fearless. It's mm-hmm. not about I will do this when I have enough confidence just do it anyway. Yeah. You know, it's like that famous saying, feel the fear and do it anyway. It's actually a book title and it truly is about being brave and afraid at the same time. That's where you gain courage and confidence is on the other side mm-hmm. of that. And that's yeah. where self-trust comes from.
0: You know, and I think about it last night, I did a talk just the same thing. Mm-hmm. I did a talk about, uh, you know, two, four letter words that motivate us, fear and love. Right. Yeah. And so we talked about fear, fear being the false evidence appearing real, right. Yeah. That, that's what it is. And so many people, uh, you know, have the fear of just Trusting that they can make the right decision, and I, we try to instill that with with them, and it's the they will give trust to a stranger yeah. before they will give trust to themselves that they are capable of doing it. So I do believe you know as you're as you're going through this as a as a business owner, uh, you know you you know going through your trials tribulations. Mm-hmm how did you how did you earn the trust with yourself as you're sitting there your your life's kind of in a shambles you know you're like oh my god I, what what's my life become yeah how because of some of the decisions that were happening to me prior would probably lead to not being the it was probably going to be hard to trust the person that's laying on the floor at that time
1: <clears throat> yes and Gosh, it really was about learning how to trust my intuition. Because I'll be honest with you, Chris, my intuition told me not to marry my first husband. I did it anyway. My intuition told me on the first date with the guy that conned me, I sat across from the table from him, I'll never forget it, at Croce's Restaurant in San Diego and thought to myself, something isn't right with this guy, but I Mm. don't know what it is. He seems way too good to be true. He was a David Duchovny lookalike. He was tall and charming and (laughs) handsome, and it was just a recipe for disaster, And I had to really truly learn to trust my intuition and that was, that is a huge part of just trust in general is trusting that gut feeling that we have because we like to screen it like an answering machine. Like, I don't want that message because this guy's way too good looking and (laughs) 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 it can't be right. Can't be right. This
0: can't. This is not going to happen. No,
1: no. It must be something else, that gut feeling. And so it really truly was about listening to that voice and even when I didn't want to listen to it, that to me And I got the word surrender tattooed on my arm in my own handwriting. It was after my dad died in 2016, because to me, the word surrender is all about, it encompasses so many things,
0: but it is surrendering
1: to life on life's terms and trusting your intuition and just, and truly stepping into the person that you were meant to be and that you already are now,
0: just like anything else, you know, consistency is yeah. really the system.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. No matter what, if you, I don't care what system you're on in life, what, what, uh, you know, if you're on, um, if it's a weight loss system or if it's on a, you know, a time management system or, or you know, on a system of uh, being a better human being, Yeah, it, it's all about the consistency that you put into that. How do you, how do you stay consistent on, On making uh, the promises you you hold yourself, how do you keep those, you know, how do you make sure you're staying on point with that and consistent? Sometimes I don't. Like, I'll be honest with you. Like, there are plenty
1: of times where, I mean, I just, I spent two years not that long ago when did I get back I, where I didn't work out yeah where I just was like I hung up my running shoes I was a triathlete and I'm like I'm just tired I'm just done for a little while and it was I was really going through this thing with body image and and aging and stuff and I'm like I refuse to work out until I get to a place where I'm only working out for my health and not just saying that I am yeah and so that is just an example of how I've been inconsistent however I feel like as long as you are working on yourself, that's consistency. I don't care if you are switching from like paleo to keto or whatever the newest thing is. I don't (laughs) care if you listen to Oprah's podcast and then so-and-so's podcast. I just feel like, there's so much perfectionism in personal development, especially mm. with women. They're like, I want to do it right. If I, you know, if I fall off the wagon, then just oh fuck God. it. Oh my God, yes. I
0: love the way you said it. Please, why why do women think they have to be so perfect? Why? I, I This is the business. I deal with this every day when I travel. 250 days a year, I'm in yeah. city after city after city. And they don't... Uh, yeah, Chris, I just want to get everything put together, detail it out, mm-hmm. put my... Put my put, I want to make sure I have all my little, you know, yeah. checklist before I get going because I really don't want to fail this time. Yeah. I'm like...
1: I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and for, I don't mean to, you know... Get all, you know, feminist yeah. cheerleader on you. But I mean, again, like we live in a culture that has the expectations that are put on women. Yeah. And not that there are, there are a lot of, expectations. no, I agree men. 100%. Ours look different. They're unique yeah. and we're expected to check off all of these boxes and look amazing while we yeah. do it. And I also I know you look amazing from, by the way. Oh, thank okay, you. Having makeup done at this salon. <laughs> but also, what research shows us is yeah. that we all have uh, identities that we would never want to be perceived as yeah. in all areas of our life. We have ideal and unwanted. So, me sitting here in this conference room with you, I want you to perceive me as someone who is experienced and professional and put together. Yeah. If I feel like I am being perceived in another way, that will send me into a spiral. It's yeah. a shame spiral. It's an inner critic spiral, and that that really is the root of why so many women are like, like you just said, you know, I want to check off all these boxes. They're afraid of being seen in an unsavory light. Yeah. It's ter- yep. it terrifies us. It's primal. It's like in our biology.
0: It almost feels like they they're uh, women the women entrepreneurs I work with, it almost like they have this scorecard in the back of their head. Like they feel like they're constantly being graded, <laughs> being scored. Yeah. You know, I'm like, you know, am I doing a good mom? Okay, that's a seven out of ten. Um am mm. I being a good significant other? Oh, that's a six out of ten um, mm-hmm. and I feel like they're constantly um, you know doing that and so when it comes to things like say running or whatever where they don't have to pease anybody except themselves that goes down to like a one out of ten Yeah, because it's all this image that they do for everybody else but when it comes to taking care of themselves it's like wait you know what I really don't need to do anything for myself because I'm yeah. so tired right now because I've done for the other 90 people that are yeah. in my world.
1: And then that leads to burnout and yeah. adrenal fatigue and insomnia and yeah. anxiety. I talk to so many women who have chronic anxiety and I know no, it's because they put self-care, the very last thing that they do yep. and you know that they're not embracing their pleasure and doing more things about that. And it's, it's chronic yeah. and it makes me so sad and gets me fired up. And now I'm starting to sweat. <laughs>
0: well, you know, it's so funny. So, you know, I, I, I've been married for like 15 years now uh-huh. and my wife and I've been together for 17 and, um, she came to me, she's like, Hey, you know, self-care is like, it is what I want for 2019. I'm like, okay. I'm like, what do you, what is self care? I'm like, explain self care. She goes, well, you know, like when you go golf or you go like take some time for yourself or you go work out in the morning or you go for a run, yeah. you're you, that's your self care. I said, I just think that's part of my routine. Yeah. She goes, well, Chris, my routine, I take care of the kids. I'm doing carpool. Yeah. I'm taking care of this. I've got it's that. So I'm running our charity. I'm running the foundation. She goes, Cold by the time out. that I'm done, the last person that's getting any self-care mm-hmm. is me. Yeah. And so she goes, you know what I'd like to do? I'd like to start Sundays as... Jessica's self-care Sunday. I go, honey, you do. You should have it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Good for I go, you. Because at the end of the day, these kids are going to leave us yeah. at some point.
1: They grow up to break our hearts. And, and I
0: don't want you and I to look at each other and go... You didn't take care of yourself mm-hmm. at all, and there, therefore, you're going to go do like Stella got a groove back and leave yeah. me and be Yikes. like, hey, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah. I, So it, we have that discussion a lot, and, and it's true. I, I just feel like there's not enough time or not enough attention put onto self-care, self-development, um, and, and not uh, thinking that they have to be the best at everything or perfection. Yeah.
1: I'd, at the top and that word gets thrown around a lot I think it's sort of a buzzword these days, but it, and self-care might look different for, for every woman, and truly, I have a client, a one-on-one client, and she's very similar life as your wife. and she said, "You know what I want to do, Andrea?" She's like, I wanna just go to Home Goods for like two hours and just walk the aisles. That's all. That's all I wanna do. I don't even want to buy anything. So it's like these simple things yeah. that these that, that people aren't <laughs> doing to take care of themselves. And I think you made a really good point too. Relationships are all about taking care of each other. Yes. And sometimes that is saying, Yes, go and do that, instead of, well, who's gonna what's gonna fall through the cracks with the foundation mm-hmm. and who's gonna pick up the kids and all these things, which I do hear some partners say, and it just it's it's so incredibly important.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: to do that and oh my gosh yes I'm so all right so that.
0: So let, let, let's talk about this because i think that's another good point because you know and, and, and again there is a lot of women doing this by themselves mm-hmm. a lot of entrepreneurs doing it by themselves oh uh you know so they're like man i don't have somebody at home telling me right. i should do this mm-hmm. or they have the other side where they have the significant other who's not
1: supportive
0: not supportive yikes
1: yeah i
0: know How 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 can you you know, I got bill, we got bills to pay, we got all this other stuff, and you want me to take care of myself? Like, yeah. I, you know, and nobody's there to cheerlead. Nobody's there to say it's okay. Right. How do they give themselves the permission? How do they make, how do they become resilient enough to say, you know what, I am going to do this for mm-hmm. myself, come hell or high water, because I don't think that they look at, they're like, okay, I'll do it when I get enough time, or I'll do this, you know, when maybe the kids are get older, or when they go to school, or whatever. I feel like there's always this rationale of why yeah. or when.
1: It has to become hygiene, just like you brush your teeth Mm -hmm. and take a shower and do all of these things that you do just to the basics of taking care of yourself. It has to be like that. So if your partner is unsupportive, I kind of feel like, well, that's your bigger problem. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's your bigger fish to fry and I just always ask like, what is the alternative? The alternative to not doing that, like Mm -hmm. look at the long game in this and how this might turn out. Not only are you not taking care of yourself and it can have long-term effects on your own mind and body, but that in turn will have long-term effects on your relationship. In regards to single parenthood, That is where your village matters immensely. I'm going to talk about this a little bit in my talk. And just your support system matters so much. And I feel like in this culture right now, in society, we are so connected with social media, but yet we're still very unconnected. Oh my God, yeah. And we, the women that I work with tend to be so afraid to ask for help. And even just reach out and say, "I'm having a really, really hard day." In single parenthood, that's where you need to do it the most. And you know, anybody who's listening to this, check on your single parents. Yeah. See if they need help, and not just like a "Hey, do you need help?" It's just like, "Hey, can I take your kids out for this weekend so you can go to Home Goods for two hours?" Yeah, really.
0: I mean, yeah. I and I and I think that you know you're going to be talking to a lot of leaders today here mm-hmm. that um, are going to have that that I don't have a, a significant other. Yeah. And I. Not sure who my village is because right now I feel like I'm on the island with no village, no yeah. villagers. It's my only, you know, my only island I'm on and I am, the water continues to keep rising. Yeah. This is what, this is the, the, realization, how does somebody have, where do they find this resilience? Mm-hmm. What do they do? Because, uh, you know, my whole thing in the business is when we went from a million to four, four to eight, eight to mm-hmm. 16, 16, to 32, we went to $250 million. Uh, I, we were never teaching people about selling a product. We never taught them. I mean, yes, we gave them ideas of how to go sell What were the features and benefits, what were, yeah. you know, how this works, how we built the business was teaching people how to sell themselves yeah. and how to put back into themselves and how to make sure that they understand the number one thing that people buy is people buy people they don't buy product so a lot of people go you know why is this important for me as an entrepreneur you know to you know to 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 set this time to to make these things like hygiene what would you tell somebody like look, you, you have to do this if you want to, because the game of life is mental. And if you want to be successful, Amen. you have to overcome this mindset of, of negativity or the mindset that you, you, we put onto us that we can't, mm-hmm. who would we be without the stories we tell ourselves?
1: That's such a great, such a great question to ask. Yes. Amen. I will give a fist pump to that. And I yeah. think that people can't be reminded of that enough mm-hmm. about, about it all being a mental game. And I mean, I'm sure that you know this too. We can learn all of the business strategies in the world and have it all in our head and hire all the best people. But if we're not working on ourselves, then we're going to stay stuck stuck in the same patterns over and over again. You know that as well yep. as I do. And And truly, truly what I tell people is, you know, referring back to your question around people being by themselves and... I, I mean, I hate to say it, but, like, there's no other option. Like, you have to learn to ask for help. You have to learn, and you have to get out there. It's it's friendships. I don't know how male friendships are with y'all, but female friendships are complicated when we get Oh,
0: they are so – oh, my. I work with 30,000 of them. It is – oh, I don't know why they complicate these things. Like, I feel like you always have to be on. Yeah. And, and if you say something wrong
1: – Yeah. It – It goes back to what I was talking about with those unwanted identities. Nobody wants to look like the person who screws things up or has problems or struggles or any of those things. And so we, you know, we put on this sort of armor, if Mm -hmm. you will, and we go out there and and try to be vulnerable and and things don't go that well. What I teach people to do is have resilience. Mm -hmm. And it's, I'm not going to lie, you know, like making friends as an adult is awkward. It's a Mm -hmm. lot like dating. And I'm working with a client right now, and that's part of her homework. That's part of why she, came, mostly why she came to work with me, because she's like, I'm 36. I have nothing outside of work, yeah. and I'm tired of being lonely. I want to find someone to start dating again and make friends. Yeah. So a lot of her homework was like, go join this gym. It was like a free trial for a month. Mm-hmm. Go post on Facebook and find events to go hiking wherever you are. It's like, be proactive mm-hmm. about it. They are not going to just fall into their, to your lap. Mm-hmm. They aren't. All of your these amazing women aren't just going to like knock on your door and be like, hey, we heard through osmosis that you want new friends, and here we are. <laughs> And and trust me, I know when we moved from my hometown of San Diego to the state of Utah, I, for six months, I, I had only lived in one place and I just thought I would automatically make friends and they would be there and they weren't. And I was crying to my friend back home and she's like, well, what have you done to go and make friends? And I'm like, well, I haven't really done anything. I have one friend, it's the lady that does my hair, and that was it. So I started playing roller derby. I started like doing all these things to go, and not all of them were great. You know, I thought I met my team, and it wasn't them. And yep. it's like you have to keep trying and going out there. And actually, Bumble, I heard, has an Alpine's part of their app. It's for friends.
0: Really? Yes. See, and I, I, I think so many people, <laughs> so many people, don't want to put themselves out there, and they it's don't scary. But hold on, they don't want to put themselves out there because of that. Exactly, the scared. Why can't, why, who told him that rejection or failure, where did we, we're only born with two fears, the fear of falling and loud noises. (laughs) Why did, why are we afraid to put something out on Bumble or yeah. Yeah. Where where did that come from? That was a biological. that, That is crazy.
1: It's biological. We have an innate fear of being ostracized from a group as well as being left. I mean, that's indirectly related. Yeah. It's the same thing. So it becomes safer to shut everybody out. Cause you get to a certain age and you've all, we've all had the experience of having like the emotional shit kicked out of us, yeah. you know, either by by a romantic partner or a friend, we've been betrayed. And we- women, we don't know how to be friends when we're teenagers and in our twenties, like we're crappy to each other. And, and so we have all this experience in our head and then we get to a certain age and we're like, screw this. I'm not opening up to anyone again. I saw how it turned out. I got stabbed in the back. This one was a bitch to me. Like, so it becomes in a sense easier just to shut everybody out. And then that's when they come to work with me (laughs) because it just becomes too lonely because we're not meant humans were meant to connect with each other. And that's how we thrive. Yeah. and, That is so scary. I get it. But there's really, I mean, I wish there was an easier way to do it, but it truly is just about getting out there.
0: It is. It's about putting yourself out, doing what you need to do. So, all right. So kind of as we kind of wrap this up and, and kind of getting down to the last question, what do you see? And I always ask this because I think it's important. What do you see this world looking like in the next five to 10 years? You know, I talk about this, this whole podcast is about high intensity tactics for growth, right? Like, and I think if the mindset's not right, if the mindset's not there, which I love that you said the resiliency, Mm -hmm. uh, putting yourself out there, these are all things that people can do and utilize in every aspect of the business because business is holistic. Mm -hmm. If you're an entrepreneur, it is, it's, it's wrapped in your life. three sixty. Yeah. What do you see over the next you know, five years um, as, as entrepreneurs are growing and, and, and businesses are out there you know, thriving? How do you see the world?
1: I think that I, – and I love that you said that it's holistic. I, I always say if you want a really great personal development works, workshop – start your own business. Like that's going to bring out all of your biggest fears, all of your negative self-talk. That's going to put it right there out in front of you. I feel like this is an amazing time for women. Mm-hmm. I really, really truly do. And I think that a lot of people are starting to wake up to all of the oppression and, you know, things that are happening and women are just, just, not deal, They're just like, no more. We're done. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to talk about it. And we're going to learn how to communicate with each other. I think that's one of the very most important things. And I'll talk mm-hmm. about that in my talk a little bit. It's not about confrontation and yelling at people and pointing fingers. It really, truly is just about sitting down and having hard conversations with people.
0: Yeah.
1: And that truly can change everything when we're talking to each other in a kind and compassionate and graceful manner that can truly, truly change the world. And I've witnessed it in my personal life and with so many people. And I mean, to answer your question, to sort of bottom line it, I think that there's, it's not, it's just going to look up for women. I really, really do.
0: So, Andrew, if, if people want to get a hold of you, how would they? How would they get a hold of you if they they sit back and they're like, "Hey, man, you know, I love this. I would love that. Maybe she can help me get on Bumble too, or <laughs> <laughs> or get me your some, or, or give me some time in the, you know, walking through, you know, IKEA next time. Yes, I mean, yes. how would they get I'm a hold of Ikea. you?
1: The best way to find me is your I'd love to hang out on Instagram and you can send me a message there. Same handle, your Kickass Life.
0: Your Kickass Life. Yeah. Do, are you leading the Kickass Life now?
1: I try my best. Yeah. Yes, not always consistent. Yeah.
0: I, have you picked up the running again, or are you doing? I anything?
1: actually, I bought a Peloton bike. Oh, okay. Good. Have you heard of it? I have. I have. Buy stock in that company. They are going to be huge. They are. And I love it so much. I drink the Kool Aid, and uh-huh. I love it. Yeah, it's easier on my knees too.
0: right well, Thanks so much for being with us today. I it's appreciate fun it. Me.
1: Yeah, it's been fun.